What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Del Windy City Chicago Bears podcast is on the air. Yes, if that sounds a little bit different uh, to my loyal Del Windy fans, number one, I love you. You're, you're the greatest. All the support, those who text me, those who tweet at me, I greatly, greatly appreciate it. Uh, the powers that be, upper level management, they want to me to uh, talk Chicago Bears football a lot. So we're going to be doing that with my guy, Patrick Schmidt. Patrick, you're going to love him. Longtime Chicagoan, knows his stuff. Huge college sports guy, so uh, there will be that benefit when we talk the draft. But Patrick's a guy who plants his ass on the couch for every single Bears game since he came out of the womb. So you will enjoy Patrick Schmidt coming up on the podcast. We are going to eventually, hopefully, get back to more Bulls and Cubs and White Sox and all of that. But for now, it's going to be a lot of Bears conversation on this channel. So I appreciate all of you who are Bears fans or are Carm fans or will become Patrick Schmidt fans that are going to stick with us here. And as we grow this thing into the mountaintop of all podcasts, uh, that's the goal at least. But um, we're going to be talking a lot of Bears. I'm excited about it. And uh, yeah. Let's go, Justin Fields. Do Windy City Chicago Bears podcast with my guy Patrick Schmidt starts right now. Showtime. Credentials, first ever Bear game, game one, Super Bowl season, Bears 38, Bucks 28, 15 and one. Let's go. Sitting in the family section with Papa Fred, Jim McMahon, Walter Payton, Dennis McKinnon, Steve McMichael, Dan Hampton. Yes, I'm a little bit older than, than perhaps some of you who are watching. And my guy... Patrick Schmidt, my partner in crime, Mr. College Sports, but more importantly for this podcast, diehard Chicago Bears fan. I really enjoyed when we were discussing doing this pod. You're like, well, do we have to do it right after the game? Because I spend Sundays with my family. Like That's that's a basically a holiday in the Schmidt family. Schmidt, I'm very excited to do this with you. How are you, my friend? Yeah, I'm pumped to do this too, Carm. Lifelong Bears fan. Was alive for the 85 Super Bowl team, but not old enough to remember all the memories. So saw the end of Walter Payton, the end of Dan Hampton, the end of Singletary, the end of Dick. Uh, we saw some some rough years between then and the uh, the most recent Super Bowl appearance. Hopefully we won't have to wait too much longer for the next Super Bowl appearance. 
Uh, one year feels like an eternity, but hopefully with Justin Fields under center, hopefully sooner than later, my friend. That is the the fingers crossed. Do do we have our, our quarterback, which is going to be a point of conversation, I think, for the entire, I don't know, offseason 2022, literally every game, there's probably going to be a do we have him, do we not have him conversation. Um, I know I'm going to be having that conversation, just really looking closely. But let's, uh, I guess let's dive into this offseason, interesting times. Uh, first impressions, Ryan Poles. Matt Eberflus. Now, the Larry Okunjobi thing uh, was a general disaster. You had the three-year deal, $26 million guaranteed, 40 total, uh, and then physical. Oh, we signed a guy, or we're attempting to sign a guy with a Liz Frank injury. He comes in. Larry, well-respected in the game. But, like, right when they did the signing, I'm like, why are you giving big money to a dude who's hurt? Like, that, don't you want to know – on that level of payment that you got a guy that can actually be out there, it's a pretty serious injury. And then it, it blew up in their face. Not, not a great start for Ryan Poles on the free agency. Yeah. You hope it's not a sign of things to come, you know, like, okay, you don't have Larry Ogunjobi. That's not the end of the world, but big picture wise, we're Chicago bears fans. You know, we're a little bit pessimistic in nature <laughs> as much as we try to be optimistic. Um, small picture wise, eh, the bears don't have Larry Ogunjobi. Fine. That's okay. Larry Ogunjobi wasn't going to be the reason why the bears win the NFC North next season or why they're competing for a super bowl berth, uh, in the years to come big picture wise. I like that. Ryan Poles is looking at the trenches, looking at the, the interior of the defensive line. Uh, he's a former college offensive lineman. Um, you hope that the focus is on the trenches. So, Small picture wise, I don't want to say it's a disaster. You know, the sky is not falling. They recovered quickly. They signed Justin Jones, a two-year deal. Uh, like you said, isn't the big financial commitment that Larry Ogunjobi was with north of 26 million guaranteed and 40 plus million uh, for the maximum value. You get Justin Jones in, certainly a, a subpar player to Ogunjobi, but a, a much more tenable financial commitment here that the bears they aren't going to win the super bowl next year sorry spoiler alert but you want to position yourselves for for 2023 2024 when you got fields on year three and year four of that rookie deal when you can make a big big splash in free agency so i don't want to say it's a disaster but it wasn't the best sign of things to come uh you know signing you know your, your big guy and then he fails the physical yeah, I, I like how you're thinking about it because, you know, Jones, two years, 12 million. I mean, it's a drop in the bucket for a 25 year old guy who uh, I'll tell you one thing about what who Ryan Poles is bringing in here. And I am a get excited by a press conference, which maybe I shouldn't. A lot of people don't don't listen to what they say, pay attention to what they do. But like right. listening to everybody that's coming in, he's got some very professional focused, interesting, uh, just a collection of guys who I just like the mindsets of everyone he's bringing in. Now, like my my macro big concern with Ogan Joby was like, dude, do, are you a guy that likes to take big swings? Do you try to be the smartest guy in the room? And that's what Ryan Pace was. 
I'm going to take a huge swing on Mitch Trubisky and prove everybody wrong that Deshaun Watson and his 28 and two contract take out all the off field stuff. But I'm going to pass on that guy for the dude who started one year at Carolina and went eight and five because I'm just that smart. We don't need you to be smartest guy in the room. We need you to make reasonable decisions. And, and I, I get it. You need a three technique. If healthy, that dude is, can certainly do it, but you're making him the ninth highest paid defensive tackle in the game. And he's not healthy like that. That's borderline reckless to me. We don't need recklessness in our GM Ryan polls. That's that's. And maybe this is just a nice little learning lesson for you. Yeah. And we saw the last guy was, was reckless. I don't mind being aggressive. You, you like a guy in the draft. You want to move up in the first round to get your guy, you know, go for it. But I think, you know, the downfall with pace and what we hope isn't the case for his, his successor is, you know, let's take some calculated risks here. Let, let's be smart about who we're moving up for. You know, don't mortgage the future, but you know, if you got to get, you got to give up something to get something. And, you know, I don't mind trying to swing for a guy that, you know, he's coming off an injury, but when healthy, this guy could be, you know, he could be kind of, you know what Akeem Hicks was for the last few years. You're probably not going to get him. You lose Bilal Nichols, but Hey, you see the upside in Ogan Joby. Maybe you could get him at a little bit of a bargain because he is coming off an injury. Fingers crossed it works out. It doesn't. So it's kind of no harm, no foul for me end of the day. Yeah. Right. Listen, no big deal. It's fine. Just, uh, but I, I, the antenna is just a drop up that I'm, are you, are we trying to be uh genius GM uh, in the future? I'm just going to pay attention to it. Justin Jones, by the way, I don't know if you know who Rahul uh, Ramakandran is on Twitter at R underscore Ramakandran one. He's got 40 followers. So you probably don't know him. Don't know had- him. Well, right. He's got a tweet out that excited me. Justin Jones has been my guy since I saw him squat 700 pounds five years ago. LOL. Welcome. So, okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to buy that Rahul actually did see this. So, you know, there we we're, go. We're scouting the weight rooms now. You know, I love it. We got, we got the combine dudes repping 225 as many times as they can. Yeah. You know, you get a, a center guard, uh, combo block coming at you. That's about 700 pounds of, uh, of meat coming at you. So, Justin Jones, let's do it. Let's see what you can do. But, you know, he, he's going to be a guy that comes in, tries to earn some reps, limited, you know, financial impact, two-year deal. I think that's the type of free agent that, you know, Ryan Poles and this Bears staff is going to be looking at here. Get some bodies in here, fill out the roster, and then go into 2023 armed with a bounty of salary cap space. Yep. And then you go out and, and make your move then. Well, that, that was the beauty of the – the Khalil Mack deal. And you're a huge draft guy. We'll get into that in a little bit, but uh, I, I did fall in love with Justin Jones over the last 24 hours researching him. So let me just give you a couple more tidbits here uh, at 27, 20 spelled out seven, the number savage on Twitter. If you want to get into your Justin Jones loving, he's now defensive tackle for the Chicago bears. Hashtag long live seven hashtag keep five alive girl dad. So we got, we got it. We got a girl dad. And his tweet coming to the bears was you ever been mauled by a bear hashtag bear down way to go, dude. We got a, I mean, it's not the most creative, but I liked it. Uh, third round pick the chargers. People probably know that 2018 out of NC state. I mean, he's, he started 10 plus games across the last three years, last year, best statistical year, 37 tackles, five for loss, three sacks, five quarterback hits, two fumble recoveries, one pass breakup. I, you know, listen, uh, I, I don't know 
everything about Justin Jones, but it seems like a very reasonable play the Bears are making. Yeah, just 26 years old, too. You know, hope, hopefully this guy is an ascending player. The best is yet to come here. Get him his biggest role yet. And fingers crossed, you know, maybe this guy's an extension candidate here. He has his best career this year coming up, maybe. Um, and then this could be, a, you know, a great bargain. The great first signing of Ryan Pulse. Turn a, a potential, you know, really bad red flag here with Ogan Joby failing that physical. Hey, look what we found in Justin Jones here. Maybe this guy's a player for us in the future. Apparently, by the way, he was going to the Colts. And then Eber Flus called him. He's like, Flus called me, which I don't know about this whole Flus thing. Like, I like, <laughs> like that's like name brand level Flus. I, 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 I don't know Flus that well. Um, but they Flus calls it. Hey, dude, we love the way you go about your work. We want you in Chicago. I'm guessing they probably offered more money than the Colts. Um, but apparently Flus calls this guy at like midnight and then 9 a.m. the next day, 945. He's on a flight to Chicago for a press conference. I don't know how these tra- Bears travel gets a gets an A here. That uh, signing you at midnight, you're on a flight to Chicago nine hours later. That, that's 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 pretty good right there. Can we call that the the Flus effect here? I, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> maybe we need to make that happen. But you know, from from one free agent defensive lineman to another, you get Al Quadin Muhammad from the Colts played for Eberflus there. Uh, another younger guy at 26, another two year deal. Uh, that's the type of move that the Bears have been making so far in the first two weeks of free agency. And, you know, there's, you know, when you go shopping, there's the, the high price, the, the luxury brands, the Ralph Lauren shopping. The Bears aren't going to be shopping for Ralph Lauren this, this spring. We're going to be at Walmart. Maybe we, we open up the, the purse strings a little bit and we go to Target. But we're, we're looking for bargains. We're looking for guys on one or two year kind of prove it deals. Um, if you could find some gems that are, you know, 25, 26, 27, um, looking for an opportunity here on a, a team that is rebuilding, reloading the deck. Uh, that's the type of guy that the Bears are going to be looking for. And, and Muhammad, probably a better player than Justin Jones. He's had some production uh, so far in his career. Um, I, I think this is a guy with the Bears shift into a 4-3. This is a guy that's, that's probably going to be the starter, one of the DN spots. Hopefully he could be a, an impact player for impact player here and hopefully generate a pass rush because with no Khalil Mack uh the Bears are going to struggle to to get to the quarterback yeah I mean that's that's the deal like hey dude uh you want to come here and and replace Khalil Mack now granted Mack played seven games last year and right didn't look like himself since since 2018 Quan they they call Al-Quadin Muhammad uh sixth round pick Miami 2017 by the Saints Career high in tackles last year. Same type of deal here. Like, they're just betting on the come. 48 sacks, six quarterback hits. Uh, you know, um, he started 17 games, I guess. So, there's that. But they're, you know, low ceiling, high energy player. Like, this is not a star, but somebody who can come in. And I guess, apparently, he, my number one comment from him he said, nobody wants to win more than Eberflus. Like, really? I love the mindset, you know, but, you know, that's, that's some, you know, we talk about coach speak all the time. That's some, that's some player speak right there saying what we want to hear. And, and I love to hear that. You know, I hope he wants to win, but uh, does he want to win more than Bill Belichick? Does he want to win more than Tom Brady? I mean, I, I don't know. I don't want to get into that today, but no. Hey, I, I appreciate and I respect the mindset and that type of that type of mindset, I think, is going to endear him to Bears fans. 
I just think as we start to get to know these dudes, Poles and Eberflus, like there it's there's something that Eberflus is doing, calling up Justin Jones and then talking to Quan, where people are they're they're coming out of these conversations saying this shit, right? I mean, like that it's kind of amazing. And I and I love it because you talk about you know the former guy with met with Matt Nagy, like who wanted to come to Chicago to play for Matt Nagy? Nobody over the last three years, you know. Right. I mean, who wanted to who wanted to come play for for Ryan Pace? Like, you know, he's he's given out thirty million dollars to Robert Quinn. Of course, Robert Quinn's going to take that check, and you know, he signs Akeem Hicks. He trades for Khalil Mack. Like, okay, you know, nobody anybody with half a brain would have done those moves too. So. This is a, I, I think it's a good first impression. I was a little, I don't want to say surprised, but a little like maybe one eyebrow was raised when they hired a, a defensive minded head coach and you got Justin Fields and, you know, it's an offensive minded league thinking they're going to go with a, a head coach with an offensive background. They don't, they bring in the defensive guy, Eberflus. Uh, but, you know, I, I kind of like the mindset and we'll see what kind of team he brings here. Um but uh, the Bears are certainly in need of a refresh, and, and fingers crossed it works out, and we're not doing this again in four years. Uh, honestly, I, there's such a good point by you that, like, did anyone ever say, like, talking to Nagy, I just wanted to play here? Maybe I'm having revisionist history in my mind, but I, I literally don't remember anyone saying that. I mean, maybe Trubisky was like, I remember him being all hyped that he put the na- the reservation was under James yeah. McMahon. But, like, that was just kind of a cute thing. This feel, It just feels... A little bit different if we're looking for, I don't know, some level of excitement here because I think we all know the Bears aren't winning the Super Bowl here, but like in 2022, but let's go future is bright. Uh, he's also, ta- your your guy Quan is also talking about uh, the Eberflus defensive philosophy, which is getting uh, to the ball, all 11 guys. So there's a, you know, he, he, he's his, his indie experience with Eberflus, like, you, if you're not going to be flying to the football, trying to get the football loose, get turnovers, you're not going to be on the field. So, that, I mean, Bears fans got to love hearing that that's really the philosophy that Eberflus is going to bring to the defense. It feels very peanut punch 2005 Chicago Bears-like. I was going to say, we heard that a lot with Lovey Smith, you know, forced turnovers. That's why the Bears were so good um, or, or part of the reason. Get uh, that offense in some short fields. We know the offense is, is already handicapped, working, you know, kind of shorthanded here. So force those turnovers, get the offense back on the field in some short fields. That's what it's going to take. Fingers crossed it works out. Maybe Justin Jones and Quan Muhammad aren't, you know, five-star signings. But, hey, maybe the Windy City could be a, a five-star podcast. And we welcome your reviews on yes. the App Store. Yeah. Uh, hey, this uh, this podcast is has morphed around, uh, but it is a Chicago Bears podcast now. So if you're enjoying the pod, there's nothing that this pod needs more than your reviews and, and Apple reviews are the number one that we need. So uh, get on in there. Tell us uh, what you like or don't like. And if you ask us a question, we 100 percent guarantee we will read it on the pod and um, down the line, we're hoping to have some giveaways as well. So get on in and uh, let's be friends. Let's talk on Twitter. Let's, let's go to lunch. Let's uh, let's meet at soldier field. I live in the South loop. Let's go. Um, all right. On the, on the Quan Colts thing. Okay. So Eberflus knows him and then polls, Kansas city. Who's the first guy in the facility or one of them. Whoa. It's Byron Pringle early mornings and he's walking past Ryan Poles on his way to breakfast. 
And now coming to the Bears with uh, a $4 million base and can make $6 million bucks, 42 catches, 568 yards. Uh, yes, he was catching balls from Patrick Mahomes, but like there was, here's one, here's uh, one stat that got me excited here. He, his, his separation, Patrick Schmidt, one of the tops in the league, like four yards away from would-be defenders. He's got a craftiness to him. So again, not, not a super sexy name, but not a lot of dough and seems like he knows what he's doing out there. Yeah. Betting on the upside here, undrafted free agent, missed this whole rookie season because of an injury, but he was a monster last year out of the slot. And certainly there's probably a little bit of inflation playing in that chief's offense, playing with Patrick Mahomes, playing in an offense with Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill drawing attention from you. So maybe that helps explain some of his, great numbers for separation and coming off a great year out of the slot, but you pair him with Darnell Mooney. Hey, maybe he could be the X receiver that the, you know, the, well, no, Mooney won't be the X receiver. <laughs> Bring won't be the X, but he, maybe he's a, a great slot receiver, bring some speed, some shiftiness, uh, some high percentage passes for fields. One year deal, like you said at the top fits the kind of spending financial philosophy that uh, polls is working with here. You know, maybe there's some regression, but it's a one-year deal. You, you got to take these kind of risks here. There's no financial downside to it. Only upside here, Pringle, Mooney, and maybe you find a big stud receiver in the draft. Yeah, and you need receivers. Like, who's going to catch yeah. the ball? So uh, the stat that I was looking for, tied for second in the league last year, averaging 4.1 yards of separation per reception. I don't like to get too nerdy into the numbers here, but let, you know, that just tells you that he is able to get away from defenders, which makes it easier on quarterbacks. And some of the highlights that I was watching, I didn't watch every chiefs game. Uh, when Mahomes would be on the move, Pringle would figure out you know, he'd be going one way and then he'd stop himself, come back the other. And he'd be standing there wide open, make himself available, extending plays. And when he's watching highlights of Justin Fields, that's one of, that's a skill set for him. So if they can get on the same wavelength as far as okay, when I'm when I'm rolling out of the pocket, uh, whichever way, this is what I'm expecting to do. That that could be a huge comforting asset for Fields, which is that's what he needs, right? Like we got to let the guy settle in and and actually feel like he's got an offense around him that's going to make him look better. And some of the, the, the benefits that you talk about with Pringle playing in a, a legitimate NFL offense with legitimate NFL all-pro talent, you know, having a great quarterback like Mahomes give you the ball, knowing how to get open, knowing how he can get you open, maybe some of the same things can be said for the other free agent they signed. Equiminius St. Brown from the Packers played in Luke Getze's offense on the receiving end of passes from Aaron Rodgers. No, he wasn't Devontae Adams, but hey, maybe an, another guy in a one-year deal a veteran guy, maybe could come in. You need some receivers. Obviously, Allen Robinson's gone. You need to roll the dice here on some of these guys here. He fits the system. Basically, kind of, let's see what you could do here. Right, and we'll get to A-Rob and, uh, and Khalil Mack in a second here just to have a moment of lost bears, including Pat O'Donnell, which I'm going to – I might actually get emotional on Pat O'Donnell to do his nails. Uh, but there – I like on one on one hand that everyone they're bringing in for the most part they know Lucas Patrick is going to play center. Another Packer uh, knows Luke Getze. Same thing with St. Brown. Same thing with Pringle in Kansas City. Same thing with with Quan down in so in Indy. They're they're picking off guys that they know. Now 
there's is there a chance if you look all around the league that there might be somebody better out there but I, I think the answer to that is probably yes, but also like you zoning in on dudes in your rebuild that you think are going to be good in that locker room. And Lucas Patrick, I don't know if you like watch what he said, but I mean, this dude was hitting all the hits. Uh, yeah. You know, he was buddies with Rogers. He is. Um, then he, he said, uh, I mean, uh, as far as leaving Green Bay to go from one historic franchise to the historic yeah. franchise in the NFL in Chicago. I mean, like, dude, can you say anything better than that? Right. I saw that. And I was like the, the personal embodiment of like the hard eye emojis. Like I saw that. I was like, Oh my God, this is my new favorite player. I need to get his Jersey. Like Sam Mustafer, you sucked so bad last year. <laughs> was one of the, one of the worst probably centers in the entire NFL, if not the worst probably like the 48th best center in the NFL last year. A uh, guy never should have been starting for the Bears last year, but that's how bad uh, Ryan Pace built the offensive line last year to be in that kind of position. But I saw that. I was like, I got to get his jersey. This is my guy now. And uh, I, I saw that. I was like, okay, way to fan the flames here in this Bears-Packers rivalry. We know it's been tough on the field the last few years, but – Man, I have been enjoying the the drama up north over the last few months, even going back to last summer with the whole Rodgers uncertainty. The watching the Packers lose in the to, in the playoffs to the 49ers, that may have been some of the most fun I've had watching football in a long time. Uh the Devontae Adams trade, I just, you know, I'm loving every bit of it. And that was kind of just like the the icing on the the cake, so to speak. Yeah, I he- the one more from Patrick. I've been on the winning side. I'm going to stay on the winning side. Okay, Love buddy. Love it. I'm, I'm going to get two of his jerseys. I'm getting the home in away. I, 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 I got to get the alternate jersey too. I think that's got to be our first giveaway. I mean, yeah. uh, we're not that we're there yet, but like, I think that's our giveaway, man. Lucas, yeah, maybe, Patrick. maybe after the the Justin Fields navy or white or or the alternate, maybe we we, we mix it a Tim Patrick jersey. I love it. I mean, this he. Uh, I mean, if he's not winning over uh, fans, he, he he should be. The the dude's just coming in here, uh, saying all the right things. And by the way, he was buddies with he was buddies with Aaron Rodgers, which is fine. I I think it's like, hey, Justin. I don't want to overstep my bounds, but you know, I did get to, I did play with Aaron. And one of the things that he did that was really helpful was this, you might want to consider it. Like that's a, I, I like the fact that he has at least some knowledge along those lines that he can pass along. I mean, I don't, I don't know how this actually goes in a locker room, but you would, I think that could be worth like at least a 2% uh, thing one day that, that he played with Rogers and can, and can influence whatever he learned with fields. Yeah. And kind of one big bow around this like free agent group so far Guys from winning organizations, Lucas Patch, we talk about Equimania St. Brown from the Packers, Pringle from the Chiefs, uh, the two guys from the Colts. I love it. We didn't talk about Nick Morrow, the 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 inside linebacker, the linebacker is going to play next to Roquan Smith. You know, the Raiders were good last year. They, they've kind of gone through the ringer a little bit, uh, you know, kind of similar to the Bears. They've been down. They were a playoff team last year. So, you know, there's some upside there. And, and I love what they're going to bring from an intangible standpoint being around winning locker rooms, winning organizations. That's what the Bears need. I just got to say one thing about Morrow. Here's a guy I'm also – we should also give away his jersey because I, I am uh, I am rooting for this guy. First NFL player ever from Greenville University. Never heard of it. It's down by St. Louis. Wasn't reco- Was not recruited by anyone uh, in high school except he got an opportunity from Lamar Bell, who was the coach down there. Three years an offensive lineman. And then they, they switch him to the de- defensive side of the ball. And 
he's got dudes down in Greenville now who, you know, four hours from Chicago are rooting for him. This is a the total climber, man. You know, I, I, you got, I, four-star recruits are sweet. Yep. Five stars, whatever they're called nowadays, you're the college football guy. But like that, a, a dude like that who made it easy to root for. Yeah, and I think those are the guys that, you know, we kind of rally around, the underdog guys. Division three guy, um, wow, offensive line conversion, I love that. Played some special teams early in his career, uh, settled in, 29 starts uh, over the last few years with the Raiders. And he ran a 40 that was like identical to Roquan Smith at the Combine. So that kind of, you know, shows you the, the type of speed and athleticism that he's bringing to this new 4-3 defense. So fingers crossed. I hope this guy can make it. Another another 26-year-old guy on a one-year deal here. You know, Poles is just rolling the dice here on athletic guys, younger guys. And, and I think some of these guys are going to stick and get a second contract with the Bears. Yeah, character guys. Okay, Ryan, I'm in, man. Uh, the, the, we'll forget about the Larry Okunjobi. Do do what you're doing. It's by the way, the, this these are the easy plays, right? Not not huge salary commitments. Um, looking for character makes is a is a smart thing to do. Not genius, but in but go good job. Makes sense. I'm with you. Uh, when he rubber hits the road, when you actually you know have to make draft picks, and then when you when you throw down the big money, and it's going to have a huge impact. So we're not quite there yet, but taking down the roster, trading Mac. Um, and everything else they did is, as far as resetting the team, I polls, you're, you're, you're doing fine. Uh, speaking of Mac, what, what, who are you going to miss more a Rob or, and, and congratulations to Allen Robinson and Khalil Mack, I guess. Uh, but who, who will you miss most more between those two? Yeah, I wish I could say I was surprised that Khalil Mack is, is no longer on the bears. It, it's, it really stinks that, you know, he was hurt last year and really he hasn't been the type of player that we all envisioned when the trade went down that first year was such a, a rousing success. Like the euphoria from the, the moment of the trade went down the first game against green Bay, the, the instant impact he had, the bears get to the playoffs. And since then it, it, it's been a, a rough few years since, but you know, all the best to him. Hopefully the bears can, you know, make the best use out of the, the draft picks they got in return. I know, I was among the, the many Bears fans that were hoping to get a little bit more from him. Um, but you got to think that, you know, Paul's got the best deal he could get for a, a depreciating, depreciating asset. But for me, I'm probably going to miss Khalil Mack more because I think it's harder to find guys like Khalil Mack. I think you could find guys like Allen Robinson in the draft, including this year, all the time in free agency. Um, but Khalil Mack, those guys are, are few and far between. So I'm definitely going to miss Khalil Mack a little bit more. Uh, Allen Robinson, the, the old line that Musa Muhammad said about, you know, Chicago's where receivers come to die. Well, he was right about that with Allen Robinson. I mean, the, the dude was great until he wasn't this past year. And I mean, some of the catches he made where not a good ball thrown by Trubisky. He's like contorting himself around the sideline. The ball's like one inch off the freaking ground. And he's somehow getting both hands underneath it and catch on. Like, I don't remember many bears receivers doing that. Um, this year was just off. I, I'm going to miss a Rob. I really, I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's the the softness in me that I that I like ride receivers. But um, he his comment. I want to express my deepest gratitude to the Chicago Bears organization. It was truly an honor to play for your storied franchise. 
I, are you lying here? Do you mean this? But this is what he wrote to the McCaskey family coaches and front office staff. Thank you for your belief in me. And thank you for the opportunity to the brothers. I gained in the locker room. It was an honor to suit up and play beside you. The bond we have is forever. And I look forward to seeing all of the success in store for you. I'll stop it right there. But uh, a Rob, man, he, he went out. It was a rough year, but I think he, he went out in a class way. Yeah, absolutely. And if I want to condense that and translate a that a little bit more, thanks for paying me. Thanks for the millions. <laughs> I love living in the city. I love playing with, you know, Khalil Mack and Akeem Hicks and Eddie Jackson and those guys. But you guys did me no favors playing with Mitchell Trubisky and Andy Dalton and Nick Foles. Like that was, you know, the, the Bears set him up for failure here over the last couple of years. And he was, a, he was a special talent, and the L.A. Rams got a, a special player, and I think he's going to have a, a great rebound year for them. But, uh, you know, things didn't work out. We wish him well. Um, I was pumped when they did sign him a couple of years ago. Just didn't end as, as we had hoped, but I'm going to miss them both. I'm just going to miss Mac a little bit more. L.A., L.A. Yep. I, I don't, like, you just made me think about, like, going through the quarterbacks. I don't get why he did not ever really get on the same wavelength with fields you would have thought those two would have been you know super successful together or at least way more than they were but it just it it never worked I, I blame you Matt Nagy you did not set up the offense yeah. with fields to be successful and and it screwed a Rob in the process yeah last year was just I want to wipe it from my memory I want to get like the men in black like laser gun thing and just wipe it from my brain because that, that was that was rough like, you know, Justin Fields, he showed the flashes. He wasn't perfect by any stretch. Allen Robinson, I don't want to say he quit on the Bears, but it kind of felt that way. There was a lot of injuries on both sides of the ball. Uh, some questionable decisions from the roster standpoint, especially the coaching. But, hey, we got two eyes in front of our head, none in the back. So hopefully <laughs> let's look forward to a positive future. I, I'm with you, brother. Let's go. Yeah. We're moving forward. That The – the uh, the days of Nagy and uh, I actually Brian Pace bothered me more than Nagy, but it's it's in the past. It's the last time we mentioned it, at least on this podcast. All right, uh, let's look at the division. We Green Bay. Hello. Uh, I'm assuming we both think that they're still the class of the division, but you know Devonte leaving is interesting. Um, the Packers. You know you you, you got Aaron, but. Uh, I, I, I do wonder, like, I, I mean, I think they're still the class because the division sucks, but I don't think that they're, they, they feel more like a 10, 11, 12 win team than, than, you know, 14, 13, 14, 15 dominant Green Bay right now. Yeah, I probably wouldn't say they're a super, you know, in the top two or three mix to win the Super Bowl next year. Things can change, obviously, quickly. We'll see what they do in the draft, but you take out Devontae Adams from that team and some of the, the roster cuts they had to make. Zadarius Smith, he's gone. Um, you know, we'll see what they could do. They're still the class of the NFC North because the Vikings aren't that great. The Bears are rebuilding and the Lions are the Lions, but they still have Aaron Rodgers coming back. He's the best player in the division coming off back-to-back -back MVPs. Uh, even if he regresses from his MVP form, he's still one of the, you know, five or six best players in the NFL. So they're, they're still – still the cream of the crop of the NFC North, maybe a 10 or 11 win team and not that 13 or 14 caliber team, but still the team to be in the North. I mean, if they had a punter, they would have beaten the Niners and they went and <laughs> got true. Pat O'Donnell, right? Um, as bad as Aaron Rodgers was in that game, 
you know, P- Pat O'Donnell, by the way, had his had his own uh, Instagram post says my time I is. A sh- <laughs> it's I mean, but so like the dude, nobody ever talked about him, but maybe because I interviewed him once at Hallis Hall and this was way back in the day, pre pandemic, but he was such a nice guy and just did his the dude did his job. I'm like, why do we got to lose Pat O'Donnell, man? Why yeah. do we got to, why do we got to lose him to the Packers? Draft him out of Miami. He was, you know, who drafts a punter. And then, you know, he was good. I think Bears fans, we love our punters, you know, Brad Maynard, Todd Sarbrunt wasn't likable, but you know, he was, he was kind of good. Um, but yeah, you know, sometimes the punter was the best player on the team uh, just because the quarterback sucked so hard, but um yeah i mean <laughs> speaking of the panel donald and that thank you note who is like the graphic designer because it's like the same template the same font that alan robinson had like who's the guy yep. in chicago that's just like mass printing we see these all the time with like college kids and they're recruiting letters and commitments and all this stuff like that is like a huge industry now in social media like the thank you note the commitment note the i've signed note it's it's a the business is booming Maybe we need that dude to promote the pod. Like maybe dear Chicago. Yeah. Dear Chicago. <laughs> and Sign Carmen Schmitty. It's Carmen Schmitty. And like at the end of it, this guy goes all the best. This is a class move, by the way, Pat Shelby and Palmer O'Donnell. We could do Carm Schmitty and, uh, I don't know. Zach Best. Let's go to the top of the food chain or something. Yeah, I was going to thank our producers, maybe, you know, the, the yeah. guys behind the, the scenes making this happen. Carm, Schmitty, Richard, Hunter, Michael, and everybody else at, in the uh, in the world of fan side. All our soon-to-be future advertisers and marketers. I mean, we, we, we got to lock down some, you know, there's some great pizza places, some great breweries. Oh, I'm sure we could make something happen here in the, the weeks and months to come. Let's go. The advertising space available on the Windy yeah. City Chicago Bears podcast. Plenty, plenty of opportunity. Jump on in before. Reach out on late. Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> Hit us up. Hit us at, up. DMs at, are open. At Patrick A. Schmidt at the Carm. We're here for you. It's it's listen, it, you can you can buy. You can go on to an advanced podcast. You can you can go with with. Uh, you know, some of the established gigs out there, but to be on the ground floor, like the bears are right now. And to see that come to fruition price is right. And then the payoff is, you know, you, 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 you get to show that you were an advertising genius, a lot of opportunity there. Hey, are we better than the Detroit lions right now? If you had to bet on it, I tell you what, yes. Short answer. Yes. We are still better than the lions. Um, Could the bears and the lions split their two games next year? Yeah. They probably could. We've seen the Lions play the Bears pretty close over the last couple of years, but I think the Bears are definitely better than the Lions. The Lions are still the Lions, and that's just ingrained in their DNA. We think things have been bad for the Bears, you know, but things haven't been Lions-level bad. So, you know, we got that going for us, I guess, which is we, nice. We we do probably say it every time at this year. The, watch out for the Lions, man. This year the Lions this are going to be better. <laughs> yeah. And then it just – it doesn't happen. I mean, I don't know why it would be. I just I like the fighting Caldwell's squeezing everything out of what they did last year. He actually, I mean, it was so Dan rough. Quinn. Uh, or no, not Dan Quinn. Uh, Dan Campbell. Dan, right. Yeah. Uh, oh, did I call him the Caldwell? Jim Caldwell. Cam- yeah. The, Jim Caldwell. I thought was going to get the Bears job for a while. <laughs> That's what you're thinking, probably. Yeah. I listen. They. They. It was every week. 
they were losing tight games, and you would think that uh, I'm the, the the Campbell kneecaps were going to yeah. give up, and they never did. No, you know, and they ended up getting some wins. So, uh, may, I, listen again, I, they're the D- Detroit Lions, so we'll we'll leave it alone. But I I I do wonder, like, if, if things go south this year, um, you know, you you've had a lot of subtractions, and if you got things wrong and Fields doesn't develop, I mean, it could be a really ugly year. I don't think it's going to go that way. I actually think they're going to be surprisingly like uh, they're they're going to be like the punchy bears. I think uh, just just judging by the amount of motivation that seems to be in that building right now, it, it feels, it feels like there is just a positive flow going on. Uh, who else, by the way, Patrick, do you have any, anyone you're looking at free agent wise that the bears might be looking at here as, as they round out the roster, anybody excite you? Yeah, I, I think a lot of me and a lot of bears fans would love to see Toronto Armstead sign with the bears, the saints left tackle, I think it would be a great addition because you don't know what you're going to get out of Tevin Jenkins and, and Larry Borm at the tackle positions. But like we said at the very top of the show, that that's not going to fit the, the financial profile that Ryan Poles is looking at. Tron Armstead's going to want multiple years at big, big, big money. And I don't think it's going to fit in the Bears uh, financial plan. So he'd be a great guy. But, you know, if he was on the market next year, I think it would be a perfect fit. So I don't think. Teron Armstead really fits what the Bears are going to be doing. Uh, not to drop specific names, but I think guys on one or two-year deals for very modest salaries, limited guaranteed money, but guys that are in that 26, 27-year-old you know, age, I think that's the type of player that the Bears are going to try and fit and attract. See if there's any upside there. Maybe they have limited starting experience. Maybe they were you know reserves at, uh, at their current jobs or, or past organizations. And maybe they're looking for a chance to start here with a, a team that's kind of resetting the deck here. So that's the type of free agent profile that I think the Bears are going to be looking at. Yeah, I, listen, there's there's guys out there like Daryl Williams, who was with the Bills. There's, uh, I mean, Eric Fisher is old. Um, if you're looking for a, a veteran on the offensive line, I don't. No, nothing really. Um, and I wouldn't have been excited by like any of the names that they've signed so far, but then you get them in here and you hear them and you hear, and you see the connection. It kind of, kind of remotely gets me excited. Anybody want to bring back Kyle Fuller? Uh, remember when we were freaking out when he left? I mean, Kyle Fuller's sitting out there. I don't know. I mean, you could use a little, little, little help in the secondary. Wouldn't be a terrible idea. I don't, it, but that's probably maybe too big of a past history bear. I don't know. Um, where do you think? And then I'm wondering like, what happens to our guys like Eddie Goldman and Andy Dalton? Where do these guys turn up? Right. Um, I honestly, I don't care. <laughs> it's like, they're gone. like Eddie Goldman figured he's probably going to be a cap casualty. The guy sat out the, the COVID year. like, okay, I understand. Uh, then he didn't report for the voluntary camp this past season. So I was kind of over it. Um, I, I wish the bears were able to bring back Bilal Nichols. Um, me but, too. You know, that's Andy Dalton. Like, See ya. You know, you, you need me to drive into the airport. Fine. Like, let's do it. Hop in. You know, I got an SUV. We got plenty of room for, for your, uh, for your luggage, but yeah, I don't know. I, I'm just kind of wondering where the bears probably would have made these moves now at this point, but you know, I was kind of wondering, maybe they, they move out Eddie Jackson. Um, just kind of seeing, you know, where maybe some, some savings could be had on this roster, but I think maybe some people are, are thinking, hey, maybe Akeem Hicks comes back. 
Yeah. I'm a little less optimistic about that. I, I don't think he's going to want to come back. I think, you know, I don't want to say the bridges are burned there, but I, I think he, he's looking for a new organization, new start. I, and with an organization that has a legitimate chance to win the Super Bowl or at least compete for one. And, you know, as much as he may love Chicago, that's not happening this year. That, that's where he should be. Get, be a veteran on a team that's got a chance to do it. I'll give you uh, two incredibly progressive moves the Bears could make. One, Carl Nassib should be on an NFL roster. The Raiders cut him, and, and I, I do wonder how much that is tied to his um, personal life off the field. He, he, well, he wasn't great, um, but he, got a, he had a three-year, $25 million deal with the Raiders last year. Then, then he came out. Uh, publicly which was incredibly courageous and then now he's not on a roster I I do um one and a half sacks four quarterback hits could be a rotational DN for the Bears I wouldn't hate that and the other one is look somebody want Nick Foles because I I I'm I'm down with trading Nick and there's that guy Colin Kaepernick who's out working out all over the place uh that dude belongs on some NFL football team why not make it you Chicago Bears um, and I, I like Nick as a backup, but you're paying him a lot of dough. And if you could actually get something for Foles and get rid of him, I'd be down, uh, just, you know, for Nick to go somewhere else too. Cause you know, I, I, let's just, I'm look Seattle. Hey, 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 Pete Carroll, you've talked about this for, for 17 years. Just, just yeah. sign Colin, let, let him be back in the league and, and be done with that, that whole story and let it end in a positive way. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't think it, I don't think it's going to happen with any team, but that would be, that would be a nice backup that you would want for Justin Fields. Somebody that plays a similar style of game, uh, right. would do similar things within that offense, but realistically speaking, like it's just not going to happen. Like it would have happened by now, you know, it sucks, but um, it's just not going to happen, you know, no matter how many Twitter clips he puts out there, but Nick Foles, that, that's an interesting one. Um, between him and, and Robert Quinn and Eddie Jackson. Yeah. What, what, what kind of draft picks can we get? Can we get a three for Robert Quinn? Can we get a, a four for Eddie Jackson? Like, can we get a seven for Nick Foles? Like, it, it's funny because, like, the Browns have Baker Mayfield and, like, they they can't give him away. This guy was the, the number one overall pick four years ago. Like, he's not the worst quarterback in the world, but he's certainly way better than, than Nick Foles and the Andy Daltons and, you know, all the other, like, backup quarterback type players are going to be around. So uh, we'll see what happens, but yeah, I think the next big moves are are going to be in the draft. Yeah. I mean, look, Chancellor Nick's going to be here. Uh, All right. You're the draft expert and listen, we're going to be doing a ton of draft coverage leading up to uh, when the bears have their two second round picks right now, pick 39 and 48 uh, with the Mac deal. And then you got a third round pick 71 overall, two fifths, 148 and 150. And then a sixth rounder, uh, 185. They don't have their seventh because of the Anthony Miller trade, uh, but that gives them an extra fifth. So give us a swing as to one of the picks today, who the Bears should be looking at. Well, I always go with the draft the best player available. Like, that's it. That's a mantra. Um, But I would go a step further here, and I'd say draft the best receiver available um, with that first of the two second-round picks. I'm going to be looking at wide receiver and then probably offensive line, um, maybe a guard or a tackle, depending on how they view Tevin Jenkins and his future, whether it's, you know, at the tackle or inside, but David Bell, wide receiver out of Purdue. Um, he's a guy I really like outplayed the Ohio state receivers, Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave, who, Hey, 
I'd love to have one or both of those guys too. Reunited with Justin Fields, but both those guys are going to be in the top 20, top 25 picks. Long gone before the Bears are on the clock, but David Bell is a guy I think would be available uh, in the top 40, top 45 picks. And we talk about Allen Robinson at the top. The, he's a guy that patterned his game after Allen Robinson. So if you get a 21-year-old version of Allen Robinson, you get him for four or five years, I think that's a guy that you pair with Justin Fields. Um, let them establish some early chemistry. Uh, let's see what they could do over the next three, four, five-plus years together. He's a guy I think has has some really great ball skills, really talented. He, he's not going to, you know, run out of the roof. He, he's not going to be, you know, uh, the A.J. Green or Julio Jones in their prime. But I think this guy is a, a really good player. And we see great receivers come out of the second round all the time, like Devontae Adams, Jordy Nelson, Juju Smith-Schuster, D.K. Metcalf, on and on and on. Uh, so I think the Bears are going to be able to get themselves a, a really good receiver, uh, if not David Bell. Christian Watson is another guy, a uh, smaller school guy, North Dakota State. But this dude is a monster, 6'4", uh, a little over 200 pounds, ran a sub 4'4 at the combine. Didn't have the ridiculous production you would love to see out of a kind of a, a freak show like that, especially on the lower level. But you see the tools, you see the skill set. You pair him with Justin Fields, you get your big stud X receiver. You got Darnell Mooney. You get Byron Pringle, the little guys, you know, running underneath in the crossing routes and operating out of the slot. He's another guy, maybe the first of the second round picks or the second of the twos. I think those are probably the top two wide receiver candidates I'm looking at. But the Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson fantasy of reuniting fields with one of those two Ohio State guys. I don't think it's going to happen, especially after they both tore it up at the combine and you know, I've been burned in the past trading up and trading up and trading up into the draft and, and sacrificing all these draft picks. Bears need to hoard all these draft picks and get more than they have. So I hope Ryan Poles doesn't, you know, give up both these twos and any future picks to move up to get one of those two guys. So that's how I'm looking at at Bell and Wilson. And, and you know, fingers crossed that they might be one of the, the two guys that the Bears take. I love it. I'm sold. Fingers crossed. And, and nail on the head. Don't don't do don't do the the we we said we weren't going to mention him. Yeah. Don't do the trade up thing, man. You take your swings. Best player available. Trust your scouts. Trust yourself. Go get the best receiver that's on the board when you're uh, at least for one of these picks. I wouldn't even mind if they did it double time. Of course, they need help in so yeah. many places. And oh. good. And where they're picking, you know, guys fall like there, there's going to be guys that are available, like Tevin Jenkins last year. Like, oh, he was mocked to the Bears at twentieth, and they got him. You know, at the top of the second round. Guys fall all the time in the draft. You know, this is one of the guys from Alabama, John Mechie, he's coming off a torn ACL at the end of the year. First round talent. Maybe he's a guy that slips out of the top 32 and he's a guy that's there for the Bears. Um, so that Stan Pat, maybe move back from one of those twos and get some more picks. But I think wide receiver has to be the, the focus. And then secondarily, guard or tackle and just keep getting bodies because Above all else, it's all about Justin Fields. Like, if the Bears are going to be good, it's because Justin Fields is great. If Justin Fields is not great, the Bears are going to suck. It's, it really all comes down to that. Yep. Give them every chance to be good. I know you're going to do that, Ryan Poles. And, by the way, uh, you too, Matt Eberflus. I know you're the defensive guy. Floos. Get, get out of the way and, 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 and let Getsy do what he does, and, and let's, let's get this offense cooking. Uh, all right, Schmitty, let's wrap up. Anything anything going on off the field, off the Schmidt life that you'd like to 
let our listeners know as we wrap up the, our first ever DeWindy City Chicago Bears pod? Yeah, you know, I've been re-watching some of my favorite shows here over the, I don't know, over the last few months or even years here. It started kind of during the pandemic and whatever, but um, going through some old favorites, and I'm currently re-watching Better Call Saul. Uh, the newest season comes out in a few weeks, so I've been revisiting that. I put it on when I, I'm riding the exercise bike and you know, I'm just loving it, diving back in. It's been, it's going to be about two years in between episodes uh, when the new season comes up. So outside of sports, outside of the bears, outside of the, the professional life, I'm diving myself into the better call Saul universe. Okay. Congratulations. Love, love a rewatch, learn different things on the back end, get you excited for a season like it. Uh, I've, I'm not, I've not seen enough of better call Saul to, uh, to really speak intelligently, but maybe I'll put it on the, uh, on the list here. I, I am, uh, intelligent or at least, uh, able to speak well enough on, uh, a Sunday night extravaganza, uh, yesterday at, uh, the Thai body massage place down the street. Ooh. And let me, t- let me tell you, uh, I haven't seen you in the office in a long time, Patrick, but yeah. I was, tw- I was twisted and contorted and bent and broken in, in more ways than uh, I ever have been since the last time I was there. And every time I go in there, it's amazing. So those of you who are a little bit perhaps older and, uh, and stiffer and can't get around, it's not going to feel good, but I recommend that investment in yourself. You walk out of there and you feel like you can run a, like a, a four, three forty. It's, it's, it's amazing what they do. So Chicago Avenue in the city, check it out. That's my recommendation for those who made it this far on the pod. It was amazing. Good PR for them. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Could be our first sponsor. Good thing. Bo- let's, let's go. Uh, do they do the shiatsu and the deep tissue? Do they have like the nice soothing music playing while you're, uh, you know, getting your hamstrings worked on? There was no music. There was no table. They had like an air mattress on the ground, but somehow it worked. And, and like, put your, lock your hands behind your back. And then all of a sudden, like I'm being pulled in ways. I'm like, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm screaming out. Then I walked out of there. I'm like, oh my God, it's amazing. Wow. It'd be I more flexible than the Jesse White tumblers here with a few the, more sessions. There we go. There we go. Um, bring them out. Hey, Apple reviews are huge. So if you made it this far, please leave a review and ask any bears question. Uh, we will, uh, read it on the, on our next pod, which is, uh, next Monday, five o'clock central time. That's when we record. We'll be doing this on YouTube as well. Uh, which we, you know, this today was not live with you, but we will hopefully next week be live on the YouTube. Uh, but anybody who checked it out on YouTube and, or, Wherever you've made you've made history. You're a part of the first ever to Windy City Chicago Bears pod. Schmitty, good to be with you, brother. Looking forward to it. Good to be with you. We'll see you next week. Bear down. Go Bears. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to hero.co to shop today.